0: Welcome to a very special episode of the Buy sports Podcast. We are back with our little history segment that we're doing, focusing on. Um, if you haven't listened to part one, go do that right now. It's the one right before this one. It's right under there on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever you do your podcast listening ones, that it's the one right underneath it. And it was awesome. I mean, I think we killed it with just that kind of first 50 60 years of the history of the game
1: you're yeah i thought so. That's it. pretty good there's a lot of information out there about it
0: yeah i mean um, if
1: you're coming into it um i would say definitely from, from my point of view um i didn't know a whole ton of history coming into this so i mean i've definitely learned a lot as we as we went um so if you're listening and and you know if, if you don't know the history of it i mean this is a great way to learn it
0: yeah and i think like i mean I knew, I knew some stories about some things that we talked about, but there was just a lot of like deeper information that as I'm reading this, I'm like, that's awesome. And that's where that started. That's cool. And then even like, I mean, probably my favorite thing from part one that we talked about and that we wrapped up with was uh, just that the, the flowers in the North rotunda. Um, Right. Yeah. To me that, and then to to read about it and then go see it in person and like notice it and look for it um, on Saturday, just, it was kind of cool. And it it just kind of, really gives a, a pretty unique perspective on just the rivalry itself. And and so I, I really enjoyed doing that part one for you or with you. And then, you know, getting ready for this part two. This one, I think, will be a little bit more high energy for us and a little bit deeper talk with some things just for the fact of, like, obviously not the 80s part of it and the 90s part, but the 2000s, 2010s, like, that's where you and I have grown up watching this rivalry and and, and getting that hatred for Michigan. Um, so I yeah, think sure. That, I mean,
1: yeah, the parts were really cool. right where we get into it to where you know it's stuff that we've watched, you know, stuff that we you know some of it you know, we know just right off the top of our heads. Um, right. Some of this older stuff, you know, you kind of got to read it beforehand and whatnot. But but yeah, as we get towards the end of this one, I mean, that stuff will just you know come free and you know we'll just go with it.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. So with that, I mean, let's let's get into it. Let's recap a little bit of how, where part one ended, and then just where we're going with part two. Then, so part one ended with the ten-year war. Ten-year war ending. Uh, that last game between Earl or uh, Woody Hayes and Bo Schembechler, Uh And do you remember who won that game in nineteen
1: seventy eight? Nineteen uh, seventy eight. You asking me?
0: Yeah, I'm asking you, remember who won in 1978?
1: 1978 was Michigan.
0: Michigan, yep. Uh, the last time that we got Woody Hayes versus Beauchamp Beckler, uh, Ohio State goes on to lose that game, uh, prompts them to end up playing, obviously, Clemson in the Gator Bowl, and one throat punch later to a <laughs> poor Clemson kid.
1: I and- think that's the most interesting thing that I've learned from doing this is that I, I knew that Woody punched a kid, mm-hmm. did not know it was a Clemson guy that's just makes that that, that new, that rivalry new with to me rivalry yeah the new to me rivalry that we have with them um, makes that a little more you know important I guess right more of a history to it
0: right and it, it definitely like I mean we're all about feeling those rivalries with whatever and that's that one with Clemson we didn't play Clemson again that was the first time ever we didn't play Clemson again until um, Urban versus Dabo the year we lost to Michigan State in the Big Ten Championship game. Um, and then obviously the two more times before we finally got got to beat him uh, last year. So anyway, Woody Hayes gets fired and they bring in a guy named Earl Bruce. Uh, just quick background on Earl Bruce, because I think like once he got to Woody Hayes and it's been like Woody, Earl, John Cooper, Trestle, Fickle. Um, I put Fickle in parentheses because I'm not going to count that against Fickle as a coach um urban and ryan day this is kind of like the the main core of 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 coaches um so earl bruce was a uh ohio state walk-on um and the sophomore year blew out his knee and back in the 60s and 50s and 60s you blow out your knee you know you're not recovering from that so earl bruce actually uh didn't think he was going to be around, you know, not going to play football anymore, got a ticket, a plane ride back home or a ticket back home to the train or however he got back to Maryland where he's from, walks in the house, and his mom doesn't say hello to him, doesn't say, like, what are you doing here? Like, I'm surprised to see you. She goes, you have a phone call um, from Woody Hayes. Calls Woody back, and Woody Hayes goes, like, what are you doing? Why'd you leave? I'm not going to play anymore, coach. Like, don't, don't need me on the team. Don't want to waste a spot for me. Get back here and be a student uh, coach, and and Woody Hayes kind of gave him that first start as a coach, and uh, you know made some few stops here and there. And then when it was time to, uh, he coached some high school football and everything. I actually, coached at Mansfield, uh, the Tigers, really for uh, for a few years. Yeah, three years, no way. Something like that. Fifty-three right to fifty-five. Um, that was his first actual coaching gig, um, and then Sandusky and Maslin. Um, and I, I didn't know about the, the senior high thing. So just kind of cool, like somebody that big, you know, just c- that comes to show what high school coaching is and all it is. I mean, you can, you can advance beyond that. A little sure, bit easier yeah. maybe back then than it is now. But um, so Earl Bruce was at Iowa State when Woody Hayes got fired. Woody Hayes gets fired. And Earl Bruce is the guy they bring him in. Um, and that first year of Earl Bruce was – probably one of the best Buckeye teams in a while since between Woody's last championship and, and Earl Bruce's first year. And uh, it's kind of disappointing because 1979 Ohio state team started the season 10 and 0, we're number two playing at number 13, Michigan pull out of victory 18, 15. Well, they play USC in the Rose bowl, lose 17, 16, and, you know that could be another national championship under our belts if they get that win, and and they don't, and but Earl Bruce starts off one and zero against against Michigan.
1: Yeah, that's a big first year. Big
0: it's first. It's impressive
1: year. To, to come in like that. You know, go eleven and zero, whatever, and then get to the national championship.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, Earl Bruce, up until his last year, he went eleven and one that first year, the ten and zero start, then the one loss. Nine and three, nine and three, nine and three,
1: nine and three, nine and three, nine and three, ten and three. I mean, that would
0: talk about consistency, solid. you know. And and now Ohio State fans, we had three seasons of nine and three in a row. I don't care who the coaches were take him out, get him out, get him out. He's not the right. guy with right. that. I mean, that's that's a lot of nine and three seasons in a row. Um and, and he is up until his last year, um, four and three against Michigan. Pretty sure, right? Four and three, or four and four. Sorry, four and four against right. the
1: Michigan. Yes,
0: and he uh, gets to the last year, and I'll kind of let you talk about that for a second.
1: Okay, so his last year um, was probably his worst year. Mm-hmm. Um, so he had a pretty bad record prior to the Michigan game. He actually, was fired beforehand. Yep. Um, but they let him coach it anyways, which I think is 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 pretty big because obviously that's why you're there. You know, and you know, we talk about that today. I mean, as a coach, as a player, you're there to beat Michigan. You go to Ohio State to beat Michigan. Um, so yeah, so he's allowed to coach, anyways. Um, so so that's pretty great, and you know, inspires the players. Obviously, you know, you want to you know play for your coach because it's the last time, and you know, he's he was fired, and so you know, you want to get him his last win before he, you know, especially over Michigan before he's he's out. Um, so they did win. They, they did upset Michigan, and a heavily favored Michigan because obviously Ohio State wasn't that great um, that year. And there's a, a quote from Schembechler to Bruce after the game um, where Schimbackler said, I always mind losing to Ohio State, but I don't mind so much today. Obviously, you know, a little bit of respect there knowing that it was Bruce's last game. He'd already been fired. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, and and I want to point out a few things about that story with it. First off, I think it's awesome for – you know, the Buckeyes to give him that opportunity. Like, hey, you're done, but we know what this rivalry means to you. Being, I mean, being a Ohio State guy from from day one with that that call from Woody, um, just what it means to be a Buckeye. And uh, you get to finish it out. Let the boys ride with you. you Finish it out. And um, it's at Michigan, which was cool to go there and get that victory. But also just not even the players buying into him that week but there's a story of the band you know stopping by his house that Wednesday Thursday night and just kind of giving him like a farewell like thank you for everything coach thank you for nine really solid years i mean 9 and 3 t- 10 and 3 is not a bad season by any means especially in college football then where nine wins i mean that's a that's a great great season he consistently did that year in year out i mean we we just talked about the consistency of 9 and 3 and um tears in his eyes, tears in all the players eyes. And it didn't stop there. Uh, the ga- day of the game, the players all came out in white headbands. that said Earl on it for Earl. So, I mean, it was like a week long. It was Earl Bruce week. And, um, just a really cool way to go to Michigan. Like you said, Michigan is heavily favored and beat them 23, 20. front of 106,000 people in maize and blue. So just, just a cool story with that. And, um, that's kind of the transition then into the dark days of Ohio State versus Michigan.
1: So, Earl Bruce got us one game closer to evening up the record. So, he went five and four. Um, once he was fired, we sat at 46, 33 and five in favor of Michigan. Um, so, still 13 back in the win slash loss column uh, with some ground to make up. And unfortunately, uh, the next era was John Cooper, and the, that gap kind of widened just a little bit. Uh, John Cooper went 10, 10. No, he went two, 10, and 1. Michigan yeah. went 10 2 and 1 during the, the 13 years of the John Cooper era. Yeah. Uh, so definitely stretched out the gap. Uh, Shem Beckler went just two seasons into that 88 89. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, he turned it over to a couple assistants. First one, Gary Moeller went five years, and then Lloyd Carr. Um, So Ohio State has some good teams in the John Cooper era. They had Uh, some.
0: They didn't have just good teams. They had great, great teams. teams. Yes, great teams. And he mucked it all up multiple times.
1: We definitely had national championship aspirations multiple years. Um, Then it came to Michigan, and it all just fell apart. And part Um, of that is
0: he just didn't he didn't believe the rivalry like what he did like earl did like trussell did to follow sure um it wasn't of importance to him and that's what happens when when you do that you go to 10 and 1
1: right i, I mean I, i'm surprised that he lasted as long as he did with a record like that Yeah. i mean you think nowadays with with the way that we play him now you know you think if, if if Ryan Day were to drop three in a row or something, he, so many people would be calling for his head. You know,
0: we I know we'd be calling for his head. You know, right? I, uh, the fact that Harbaugh still has a job like amazing. Right? Me. Yeah, that if that's he loses yeah. Saturday is he done? I mean, if he can't do it, is he done?
1: When was his extension?
0: Last year, but it was only like a, a one or two year like little kick in.
1: I thought it was a four.
0: Maybe maybe it was, but I don't think it was like anything like beyond like super okay. guaranteed.
1: Gotcha. All right. So, anyways, we'll get back to this. So, John Cooper, so his first really great year that was dismantled by Michigan. Um, 93, we were 9-0 and 1. Uh, we were gonna, you know, get an outright Big Ten title. Uh, Michigan at that point had lost four times. Um, we got shut out 28-nothing. Mm-hmm. Embarrassing. Uh, there's a quote from Cooper. Um one of the most embarrassing games I've ever been involved with. Outplayed us on offense, on defense, and in the kicking game. If you told me we'd come up here and got beat 28 to nothing, I'd have probably stayed home. Yep.
0: I mean, and basically we did. We did
1: not show up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy to be that good and then just go in there and lay an egg.
0: Um, and I mean, if that's the only one, I get it. Is what it is. You sure. move on. You forget about it. But except he'd follow these seasons up with another one, and another one, and another one. Um, and we can go to 1996. Let me just read you some of the guys that were on these the 95-96 back-to-back teams. Um, guys like by the name of Terry Glenn, Eddie George, Orlando Pace, uh, Mike Vrabel. They're undefeated, going to Michigan. At Michigan, you lose 21-31. I mean, we're number two in the country playing 18 Michigan. It's not like Michigan's scrub team, but you're the number two team in the country getting ready to go play for a national championship. Guess what? You lose. Next Michigan's
1: season. running back ran for 313 yards in that yep. game, too.
0: 1996. I mean, this is a year to bounce back. You win the national championship. You win every single game. You're playing Michigan at home in the shoe. You lose 9-13. to I mean, they still go on to be Arizona State in the Rose Bowl, but that blemish on the record is what stopped them from claiming another national championship. So you think of Earl Bruce as that first year, and then you think of some of the ones Cooper had. I mean, Ohio State should have three or four more under the resume maybe, and they were just never able to get it done consistently in the ones that mattered the most.
1: Yeah, so it continued. So we go to 97 um, that's the year of Charles Woodson. Mm-hmm. Um, and Michigan's undefeated that year.
0: What have we? You know, why can we stop them from winning national championship? I know it's only one in like 145 years, but
1: right. They say, yeah, they're undefeated going into this one. We're ten and one. Um, Charles Woodson punt return touchdown, mm-hmm. interception in the end zone. Well, you know, we lost. Michigan went on, won their national championship that year. Uh, only the seeds. Uh, They're split only split it. Split it. By only one since nineteen forty-eight.
0: Yeah, split it. They didn't win it outright. They split it with Nebraska.
1: Ah, gotcha.
0: They don't get to claim a full national championship.
1: Good, they don't deserve it.
0: They don't deserve it. And and what's really frustrating then is like you go to nineteen ninety-eight, the one loss that year. It's not to Michigan. It's to Michigan State. So you finally take care of Michigan, but you have that blemish the year before. And the sad thing is is that that wasn't Cooper's last year because he got two more after that. To end his career, pretty lackluster season. Uh, Number 12 Ohio State playing Michigan at home again. Loses 26-38 and then um, to South Carolina in the bowl game. That was the end of the John Cooper era. And in comes a guy that knew what it took to beat michigan knew what it took to bring that rivalry to life and i'm going to read you a quote before we say his name and everybody like real Buckeye fans know who this guy is like knows the progress of it i can assure you that you'll be proud of our young people in the classroom in the community and most especially in 310 days in ann arbor michigan on the football field and what did he do
1: he went in there and beat him
0: he went in there, and he beat him. We're talking about Jim Trestle, and he was the one that has catapulted us to – we talked about how that gap got wide. Well, in the last 20-something years since Jim Trestle took over, that gap, it shrunk. and and Shrunk a lot. It shrunk a lot. And the cool thing is, though, before we get into the next 21 years of this rivalry and, and where we're sitting right now – Going forward, it doesn't matter how much we have dominated Michigan over that over the time, this rivalry is still the greatest in the entire world. I mean, we could win twenty in a row, and that hatred, that <laughs> M week, that you know, red tape all over the M's all over campus, it's still there and it's, it's always play. gonna be
1: there. It's not it going anywhere.
0: Yep. So Jim Trestle takes over. Uh, that first year isn't the greatest year in the world. Um, obviously, from kind of the season, some of the seasons we've had. But first year head coach coming in, you know, you're gonna have you're gonna have those ups and those downs. But what mattered is on November 24th at number 11 Michigan, go in there and get that victory. And he was able to do that first year in. And and you're playing South Carolina again, a bowl game. You lose, but you're building on something. You're building on something, and and for the first time in a long time with Ohio State-Michigan, it felt like that juice was there, and it felt like you weren't going to have great teams for Michigan to go and and ruin. And the perfect example of that is the very next year. Ohio State is having their best season up to top to bottom in a very, very long time. Um, And what's crazy about, and I don't want to get too much into the O2 national championship team, and don't get me wrong. Like what I'm about to say, it's not trying to take away from any of these guys. Not, I think like we didn't have dudes on this team because we definitely did, but we didn't have dudes that we had in like some of those Cooper airs, uh, years, you know, that Earl Brucey here, some of Woody's years that he lost to Schoenbechler. This wasn't like the most top to bottom, most talented team Ohio States had, but they got the job done. And when November 23rd came at 12 o'clock playing Michigan, Guess what didn't happen this time? I'm asking you, guess what ha- didn't happen this time?
1: What didn't happen this time? <laughs> we
0: didn't crap the bed. We didn't lose this game. I mean, we pulled it out. Yeah, it was a gut wrench. It was 14-9 against a good Michigan team. You know, a lot of those Ohio State games came to down to defense that year, and this one did. But guess what? We won it, and it got us the opportunity to go play Miami in the in the national championship game and ever since then Michigan hasn't recovered and Miami hasn't recovered
1: right yeah no kidding we broke yeah the, I mean you're you're talking the, second year, the Trestle. Yeah. second year for Trussell second year for Trussell he goes in and gets a national championship but that's big yep you know you know it's impressive I mean obviously you're coming in a top tier program like Ohio State you're expected to perform well but mm-hmm. I mean I don't think the national championship in your second year is expected
0: absolutely not and follows it up with a loss to Michigan the next year in year three. The first time uh, he lost was 03 to them. Um, 04 happens. Um, they get the W. Um, and then 05, another win. 06, 06 comes. 06 is
1: a one, one versus two.
0: Yeah. 06 comes. And this is what you call one of those games of the century. And the game
1: of the century.
0: The game of the century. And this is one. If there's a there's an article that I read a while back ago talking about the games of the century, the ones versus two in the regular season. Um, some Notre Dame games on there. Obviously LSU, Alabama. You know, two years ago, uh, ten years ago now. A lot of those they Army Navy one time was the game of the century one one versus two, um, and a lot of those they don't live up to the hype of game of the century. It's usually a twenty one point victory a lot of times or something you know a little bit less competitive this game of the century was truly game of the century not just on the field or off the field but everything leading up to it everything after it um Bo Schembechler died that Friday night before the game I mean think about such a legendary coach in this historic rivalry passes away the night before the game if you're Michigan players, like how much does that fuel you to and is there any connection to them with Shen Beckler at that point? No, he's a long right. gone. But it's just the it's that connection to that school, to the program. I right. Mean, the honestly, history,
1: did, the school icon. Yeah. You know?
0: And he passes away. Um game time starts. I, I have a question for you. I I, I honestly want to want to know what, what you think. If this game is in Michigan, does Ohio State win?
1: I don't know. Obviously, you know you've got the home field advantage. Mm-hmm. You would think that you know if this game flips around if this game's in Ann Arbor, there's a decent chance Michigan ends up on top. Are,
0: and and are they are they the ones that pull off kind of the late scoring at the end? And it's not like we I mean, again we didn't blow them away. It was a forty two thirty nine game. Ohio State season that year. I mean, Ohio State's one of the very few programs in the in the country in the history of this game to play three number two teams or be a part of a one two matchup three times in the in the same year. You realize that yeah. they played Texas early on in the season. Ohio State was one, Texas was two. They dominated, absolutely crushed um, Texas that year. Uh, the actual score ended up being twenty four seven. I mean, it was no contest at all. Um, then obviously they get to this game. And I'm just going to read you the scoring summary real quick. Um, Michigan goes up 7-0. Ohio State ties. Ohio State goes up 14-7. Ohio State goes up 21-7. Michigan ends up bringing it back to 21-14. Ohio State pulls away 28-14. Michigan 21-28, 24-28, 24-35, 31-35, 31-42. Ohio State has that you know, has that 11-point lead, and they need every inch of it because with 2.16 left, Michigan scored again and brought it to that thirty nine forty two. Ohio State ends up, you know, being able to run the clock out and and it sealed that victory. But what's even crazier is the stats of this. So first downs, Ohio State dominated with the 24-17 total yards, 5.03 to 3.97. Um, You know, penalties were about the same. Rushing yards were about the same. But what is the most amazing stat to this is Michigan had zero turnovers that game. Ohio State had two. Man. We gave them two extra opportunities, and, and they couldn't capitalize on it. They still couldn't it. do it. Um, yeah, that's crazy. And and I guess we say this in hindsight now because of, obviously, what happened to Ohio State after this game, going to Florida or playing Florida in the National Championship game and getting embarrassed. would have been
1: insane. would have been insane. It had... had they, Done a rematch. Yes. And um who knows?
0: Yeah. I mean who who what happens we play again on a neutral site? I mean, I guess we'll never know as as Kanye right. west once said, but is it a better is it a better outcome than obviously what happened against Florida that year in, in Urban Meyer? Um that obviously catapulted Urban Meyer's career to be what it was and, and coming to Ohio State eventually. But I feel like it would have been much <laughs> much, much more meaningful to
1: right but even if we played michigan and even if it's a better game if they beat us though doesn't that hurt oh, worse
0: man. oh man doesn't
1: that doesn't that hurt worse than you know getting blown out by 27 points uh gosh
0: was it really 27 it was 41 14 wasn't it 41 yeah,
1: 14 I mean... but yeah i mean even if it is michigan even if they beat us by a field goal you know yep. sort of like we did um i would think that 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 might sting a little worse, yeah. obviously, because of who you're playing. But, I mean, but the, I mean, this was back in the time. You got uh, Troy Smith, Brian Rubisky, Antonio Pittman, mm-hmm. all those guys James for us. Magnitus,
0: yes. Jenkins,
1: right. Yeah, some of those guys that, like, I can think back is, like, those are the guys that, like, I first remember seeing. Yeah play you know cause i remember brian Rubisky, and you know i remember him because he you know was on the browns for a little bit but was heartland on that um, team too yeah he must have been because i know they played together yeah so but yeah but the final score 42 39 uh how lottery pick four after that game yeah same day four two, three, nine.
0: four two crazy
1: three nine yep crazy stuff
0: um, I'm just, I'm looking at the roster that year. I just want to read you some of these other names because it's just going to be like, wow. I remember him. I remember him. Uh, you said Pittman, uh, Troy Smith, uh, Todd Beckham was a red shirt sophomore that year. We'll get to him in just a moment. Uh, Pittman, Beanie Wells, Ted Ginn, uh, ben. Anthony Gonzalez, uh, yes, Heartline, Robisky, um, Alex Boone, Vernon Golston, hmm. um, Kurt Coleman, Malcolm Jenkins, it, I mean, Lauren Ice, Thaddeus Gibson, it just goes on and on and on of, of Ohio State legends. And you could go to the Michigan side too. I mean, obviously, Chad Henney and, and Mike Hart are the two big ones. Sure. Um, State Boston. Mario Manningham on that team. Right. So they were, I mean, they were loaded in itself. It was, I mean, we they had Allen Branch
1: it. on defense.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, it truly was the game of the century and it lived up to it. It lived up to all the hype. And And I remember that was like the first. This this is where it's gonna be fun. Is kind of as we talked about recognizing players for the first time that we remember watching. Um, this was that first game where I remember like really feeling like I'm an Ohio State fan to the core. I mean, I was rooting for Ohio State every single second of that game and would feel stressed out, you know, when things were going our way. Right. And I know now it's a bad habit to have, but if Ohio State's losing or you know it's a close game the years on my life start slowly ticking away because i just <laughs> let it overwhelm me with like anger and stress and done a good job of not not letting that happen this year um so let's fast forward to the next year then the 07 season uh this is a real good opportunity for us to plug uh, something that we did a while ago if you remember our top 10 college football moments of all time And on my top 10 list, if you want to hear about this crazy 2007 season, go listen to that episode. It was a great one. It was a fun one. Um, And Dylan, do you know how the 07 season started? Just to cap off the craziness that was the 07 season, week one, actually.
1: Enlighten me, Taylor. How did the season start?
0: So number five, Michigan. First game ever on Big Ten Network. They think they're going to air some Michigan beatdown. Michigan was favored so much, there wasn't even a money line bet you could put on it or a spread bet you can put on it. You could not bet on this game because it was not available because Michigan was supposed to dominate so much. Little FCS, Appalachian State, comes into the big house. 109,218 people ready to go in there, watch their team blow away some opponent. This is the year Michigan's going to get it done. They're supposed to be the big 10 champs this year. They beat Ohio. They lost Ohio state last year. This is the year. It's the one versus two and Michigan gets the W. Well, number one, FCS ranking Appalachian state came in there and performed the biggest upset in the history of college football. Stunning Michigan on that first game on a faithful September 1st in 2007. Michigan fans, I hope you guys cry about that forever. And as Ohio State fans, every time September 1st comes around, it is National Appalachian State Upset Day, baby.
1: Oh, uh, man, it's great. Nothing better.
0: Nothing better. I mean, well,
1: except for when we beat them, but yes,
0: that's the same embarrassment
1: of that. Yep. Just love it, and um,
0: and that year, I mean, we we continue the domination. We beat them again, um, this time at you know at Michigan. They're number uh, they're number twenty three. We're seven, or sorry, they are twenty. Yes, they're twenty three. We're uh, we're number seven. We fell to Illinois the week before. We dropped from one to seven. We get that win, and we still somehow end up as two go national championship and lose again. I mean, those were two tough tough years back-to-back for Ohio State fans. But the consolation prize, you beat Michigan. Right? Um and Jim Trestle wouldn't lose again. We finish out 08, 09, 10 with win, win, win over Michigan. And then Ohio State gets hit with some of the most absurd penalties of all time costs a national championship um probably you know Urban's first year and and it led into some a new regime but some dark days in Ohio State and the the Jim or the Luke Fickle era was a dark year for Ohio State fans
1: yes it was i remember i mean for this game This Michigan game is the uh, Denard Robinson went off against us. Um, I remember where I was, what I was doing. I was eating a bag of nacho cheese Doritos, delicious, and we lost this game Mm -hmm. the last one that we lost 10 years ago.
0: 10 years ago, and I
1: remember where I was. I, I remember, I remember the day clear as day. Because we lost, and it, it just stings that bad. Yep.
0: And and the thing is, is that was Michigan's – Michigan was a good team that year, and Ohio State was not. And the one thing that I makes me a little bit happy about it, like okay, is it was competitive. It was a 34-40 loss um, at Michigan. So they have not won in Columbus in a very, very, very long time. Um, they got their W – Again, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ever blame Luke Fickle for the debacle that he had to t- deal with Absolutely that year. Not, um, I am and I am so happy that when Urban Meyer came in, he kept Fickle back on the staff as the as the DC where he belonged. Um, and obviously, Luke Fickle had made the right decision. Won national championship and has gone on to do some really 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 awesome things at Cincinnati. Yep. But November 26, thousand and eleven was the last time that Ohio State fans have felt pain against Michigan when the clock set zero. Um, It was the last time that Michigan fans have had any type of joy um, against Ohio State fans when the clock strikes zero on the clock. Um, Because after that season that we don't talk about, a man named Urban Meyer.
1: Two days after that season.
0: Yep. A man named Urban Meyer who – Broke Ohio State hearts a few years prior. He came in to save the day, and he went something he went something along the lines of like seven and zero oh against Michigan. That's seven wins, zero losses, and I remember every single one of them. Some of them were great. Some of them were down to the wire. Some of them cost heartbreak where we thought this is our, our national championship season done.
1: Yeah. It, it it's just it's so great to just continuously beat them down,
0: beat them down, and do it
1: so. year after year after year after year. So thankful for Urban Meyer and everything that he did. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, just a great time, and, and for us, I mean, the, the period that this is happening, you know, where we're growing up, you know. We could appreciate it so much.
0: Right. And I mean, Um, think about that 2014 team. That was like seven years ago. And I know that one was, I mean, that was the one obviously where JT breaks his ankle. And I'm watching that game just thinking to myself, like everything that, that, that turnaround that we had, that national championship was right in grass and it's over now. That was the first year of the playoffs. I mean, we. We had to fight back. We had to claw back. JT Bear had the season of eight, of an, of ages for a redshirt freshman at the time. Hmm. Redshirt freshman playing well. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, breaks his ankle. Cardale Jones comes in, and it didn't matter because he knew what the rivalry was about. He knew that he had to finish the job, and obviously we would go on and win the national championship. And we never lost against Michigan. And some of our favorite moments of all time have come from these, you know, these these years of it. Um, 2016. That's the famous two three game. You know, the double overtime, Curtis Samuel cuts back, Ohio State wins. Like, I mean, those yep. are calls that will forever live in our memory as you know, young fans who have, are really getting to appreciate the the game and that the rivalry for what it is. And, Don't uh,
1: forget uh, the big fight in 2013.
0: Ooh, the big fight in 2013.
1: Dontre Wilson and then uh, Maurice Hall was ejected. Or Maurice he Hall got the double Hall. birds on his way out.
0: Double birds. He he doesn't give a darn about the whole State of Michigan. No kidding. Um, I saw a video today actually of it. Those Michigan players they set Dontre Wilson up on that on that kickoff return. There as soon as oh, he I caught it, like six of them. Play was dead. Six of them surrounded him and just started jawing. I mean, what do you what are you supposed to do? Right. So, but um, obviously Urban went 7-0. Um, the way it ended with Urban, it's annoying at the time, you know, just dealing with more crap, but it led to Ryan Day. Um, Ryan Day's first full season versus, um, versus Michigan. Let me just read you the score of that one, just in case you happen to forget. Um, obviously, this is one of the best Ohio State teams of all time. Yeah, we went into Michigan in 156 to 27. No big deal. Just a 31 no point or 29 point victory after, you know, the year before Urban put up 62, you know? So These are fun games. They they're very they get very very fun, fun to watch, fun to root for. Um, and then we get to last year. To not play the game last year wasn't just disgrace, a crime, a crime. Jim Harbaugh should be arrested, charged with fraud, charged with um, you know, failure to attend. You know, what if that's isn't that a charge or something if you don't show up to court? Failure to attend, yeah, fraud, everything. Coronavirus, the week of it leads to the cancellation of the game um for the first time. In a very, 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 very long time. And it's it's amazing because Ryan it, it's amazing for Michigan fans because Ryan Day was gonna put up hundred. I truly believe Ryan Day was gonna put up 120. 100. And so here we are. <laughs> almost a year later. We're recording this on Tuesday, November 23rd. Is it Saturday, November 27th yet? Here we are. After talking about the last 100-plus years of Michigan football, Ohio State football, the rivalry being just something at the beginning for two non-Big Ten foes, a game that started because of a war between the state of Michigan and the state of Ohio, led to football, left to flowers up in the rafters, left or of in the rotunda, left the snowball with 45 punts, 10-year war. John Cooper not knowing what the heck he's doing, Jim Trestle – bringing the passion, the 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 love, the hatred back to this rivalry. Here we are four days away. Michigan, number five, Ohio State, number two. Winner goes to the Big Ten Championship. Winner probably gets a spot locked into the playoffs because they're not losing the Big Ten Championship. Maybe Michigan would it would be awesome, but <laughs> it doesn't matter because Ohio State's going to win. They're going to beat the brakes off them. There's Ryan Day putting up 100.
1: I wish he would.
0: He's gonna go for two. Cause guess what? He can't go for three. He's gonna go up to that team up north. One hundred ten thousand, hundred eleven thousand. How many people they want to fit into that team? It does not matter. Cause hey, guess maybe what? I'll be there. I don't know. Half Can the stadium in there? Half the stadiums gonna be a sea of scarlet and gray. Half the it's gonna be 50-50. It scary. really is. O H I O all the way around. Here we go. It is time. It's almost freaking game time. For the greatest rivalry, the greatest hatred, bond, love between two teams and the history of college football, history of sports. It is freaking almost time for the game.
1: Almost time to write another chapter. Extend the streak. Mm-hmm. How long is this going to go on? Forever. Forever. 15? 20? 15. Forever. 20, 15 20. 25?
0: We're, we're just we're gonna closing, keep going. We're closing the gap. We're closing the gap. So, right now, where we stand, remember going to the, into the Jim Trestle era, it was what like a 24 game lead or something crazy.
1: Going into the Trestle era, yeah, yeah, something like that.
0: Okay, as we stand now, Michigan leads 58 51 to 6. In the last 100 years, Michigan does not have a winning record against Ohio State. In the last 50 years, Ohio State dominates this this rivalry. In the last 20 years, it's not even a freaking rivalry anymore. The only reason it is is because we hate Michigan so much, we want to beat the dog crap out of them every single year. Repeatedly. Forever. And and the longest longest winning streak of all time between these two schools is um, Michigan owns it currently of nine from 1901 to 1909 we set it eight right now how we played last year we were tight at nine we should be going for 10 this year michigan's a bunch of frauds let's get nine this year let's break the streak next year with 10 and let's run away with it for forever
1: double it triple it make double it unreachable
0: triple. stamp it doesn't they'll never catch back up in a few years when we take that leads it's over forever
1: Ohio state's not going anywhere there's no way that gap spreads back out absolutely gonna not. close down we're going to overtake it yep and, and we're, we're coming for all your
0: it. records, Michigan. They, right now, they hold national titles over us, 11-8. I'm really glad we're claiming national championships from 1890 to 1920. <laughs> Take all those. We don't care. Um, What matters is college football playoff appearances. Right now, we stand at four. We're getting five this year. Michigan at zero. Bull appearances, Michigan 48, Ohio State 50. Um. Heisman trophies, Michigan 3, Ohio State 7. All-time winning percentage, Michigan's .727, Ohio State's .730. Um, now all-time program record. Remember, Michigan played a little bit before Ohio State did. Their all-time records 964, 350, and 36. Ohio State 931, 327, 53. I mean, five more seasons, five more years with Ryan Day around. Ohio State, that gap is closer, closer, closer and closer and closer every year. We're running away with this rivalry within the next decade. We own all these records. All these records are ours michigan hold this l you can't spell wolverines without a big fat l in the middle of your season
1: <laughs> you absolutely dude i mean you're hitting it right on
0: i'm just feeling this rivalry i'm juiced i'm like i'm like Mecha dawn i'm juice shout out to our <laughs> boy mecca dawn I'm, i feel like a player right now give me a helmet i'm going in i'm going in i'm Ooh, let's go
1: such a great time to be alive and be a part of this, be able to yep. talk about this. And you know, it's such an appreciation for the game yep. for what's going on right now. Yep. Um
0: so do you have anything else you want to add to kind of this history of of this rivalry, this game? Before we uh, in terms of
1: the in terms of the history, no. Um obviously we got our preview coming up, so I don't want to get into any of that. Save that all for the preview episode. It's gonna be the best one yet, mm-hmm. but uh, now for this one, I think that we kind of wrapped up with the second part of this. Uh, we kind of sped through the most recent years. Um, There's really nothing to hit on. You know, we won every every game. We just won and won and won and won. You we're, know,
0: we're, we're like the Las Vegas Raiders, just win, baby. Just
1: win. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think we covered it pretty well. So, I mean, if you're listening to this. Whether you knew the history, didn't know the history, you're a fan, you know, whatever. Um, hopefully we, we've we enlightened you a little bit, give you a little knowledge into this, why we hate each other. Um, some of the things that have happened through the years that have made us hate each other a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, this was fun to do.
0: Um, it was a ton of fun. And, and I, I want to do these history episodes again going forward. Um, as long as you're riding down with me, you know, sometimes may- maybe some we can do, we can do solo if there's some, some things that we would like to, you know, roll solo on this. But I'm glad that this was one we did together for the first one doing this, this history. Um, so it's been fun. I've learned a lot and it's just been awesome to be in that zone with you going forward this week. We got two big things that we're ready to give our listeners. One, the top 10 greatest rivalries in all sports. And two, oh, man, the preview. The preview of all previews. The preview that's going to set the sports podcast to the top list of just greatest Ohio State podcasts there is. Coming Thursday morning, Thanksgiving. you can be thankful. We're thankful for all of you. Let's get ready. Be thankful for some Ohio State football and some Ohio State W's. Can't wait, dude!
1: Almost there. Just a few days away. It's been a
0: pleasure. As great as this episode was, the next one, best one yet. Best one yet.